to the Soul Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today on the show, I have Lara Friedman Katz. She's a professional dancer and health coach. Um, she's super passionate about wellness and helping other people feel good through movement and nutrition. I'm so excited to have Lara on the show today. So I just want to welcome you, Lara. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Rachel. It is truly an honor. And um, I'm just so excited to do this together. Same here. Lara is truly amazing. Um, she's been a dance teacher for so long, and I've also followed her in her health coaching journey. She encourages people to feel good from the inside out. Um, so, Lara, why did you get started as a health coach? As a health coach, so it kind of landed in my lap, to be quite honest. Um, I had never had any intention, uh, number one, being a fitness instructor, and number two, being a health coach. Um, so dance and my love for movement really just kind of naturally led its way into me uh, d- like diving more into this. So I had danced from an early age with Rachel, actually, (laughs) and we had danced, you know, I danced from the age of about five or six. I started with gymnastics and then I danced competitively um, throughout middle school and high school. um, And I just trained in the summers, learning different styles of dance. And I went on to get my Bachelor of Fine Arts at Towson University, as well as K through 12 dance education um, certificate. Uh, So while I was there, I decided, well, okay, what else can I do? I really got into cross training at that moment in college because we talked a lot about how to keep the body safe, how to prevent injury. Uh, We learned a lot about anatomy and kinesiology, and that just really um, captured my interest to be quite honest. And we had free gym membership, you know, those college days. (laughs) And so I truly took advantage of that. And just as a way to dive in and different ways to cross train my body with my dance career. So I also needed ways to financially support myself because as we know, the story goes a starving artist. So to financially support myself and to do all things that I love, including movement, I first got certified in Zumba. So I got certified in Zumba. It was either, I think it was 2012, I want to say. And then I taught some, you know, classes. I was student teaching also, and I got to teach there. And then I moved back to New Jersey. Rachel hooked me up with retro fitness. And at the time they had so many Zumba instructors. So we created our own little uh, dance and tone or dance and burn. We had two different classes, started as dance and burn. Then we added it in some more strength training with dance and tone. And then I got certified from there in all different other um, specialty group fitness formats. And my passion for that really took off. 
in the meantime, I have been dancing professionally um, and I started as an apprentice. And as an apprentice with any dance company, so it can be unpaid or you can get paid. <laughs> so I fortunately was able to get paid, but I was also commuting to the city like four days a week, sometimes five days a week, traveling for teaching gigs, traveling for performances. So really, I um, invested my time and energy in the dance company, which has been my dream uh, company since I was in high school. Um, and I am currently still dancing with Carolyn Dorfman Dance. So as a way to help um, benefit my life and support me financially, but also mentally and physically, and all those ways, um, my sister actually started doing this health coaching business on the side and she had asked me and I was like, you know what? I don't have the time. I'm sorry. Um, like I, I just don't have the time or money to like invest in, in something like this. Um, but after talking and then getting more involved, I was like, you know what? I see the impact that this is making on other people. Mm -hmm. And I want to have that feeling too. And to be helping more people in more ways than I expected possible and connecting with people from all over, all over the United States and even in different countries as well. So um, it has truly been a blessing and I have learned so much in this process. I've been doing the health and fitness coaching on the side for about five plus years. And in the meantime, I have grown um, not only like physically, yes, I've gotten stronger, um, but really mentally, I feel like I'm in a complete different place than I was when I started because I do so much personal development on the side too. So like listening to podcasts like this is exactly like what we all need in our lives. Yeah, I love that so much. I can um, like draw so many parallels to your story too. Because it's like, when you're really passionate about something, you just want to share it with other people. And that's honestly like how I felt with fitness too. Like, I love movement for so many reasons. And we know them because like, obviously, like we love to move, but it's also just such an endorphin booster. Um, and, you know, you just want to share that with other people. And I know like you had some health issues too. So I'm sure like helping people clean up their diets is rewarding in some ways. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so during my college time, so I've always been a relatively quote unquote healthy eater, but nowadays it's like, well, what is healthy, right? We have so many um, mixed opinions and views. And again, like I'm not a certified nutritionist in any way, shape or form. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my story. Um, so I had dealt with a fair share of friends growing up, especially in the dance world, who had struggled with body image and eating disorders. And I myself, for a short period of time during college, had experienced some body issues of my own. I was never the fact that I thought I was overweight or anything like that. It was actually more um, a reaction to things that were happening personally in the in my life. I just wasn't happy like where I was. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some friends started to like alienate me. And so I felt alone. Mm -hmm. And food was the one thing that I felt that I could have control over, but it was not a healthy relationship with food. Um, so I sought help. And then I um, eventually saw a nutritionist. And then I developed IBS issues, um, which was not fun to deal with as a performer. 
So first of all, I am thankful that um, what I had was very short lived, mm -hmm. um, but it does leave an impact on you. Um, you know, no matter how long or short it is, I'm glad I was able to work my way out of that and see my way through that. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the personal development along the way has helped to retrain my mind and my thoughts um, and my relationship with myself and with food. Um, so in that process, so yes, I saw a nutritionist and, you know, just knowing that dance is my career. I need f uh, food to fuel my body, to feel my best, to work my best. And especially in fitness too, right? We, we teach fitness. Um, so food was now my friend and I never, so the thing is I never disliked food. Like I, I am a foodie all the <laughs> way through. Um, but it was just kind of the obsessive thoughts that I used to have that were not healthy. Right. So, um, refueling my body again. And then, um, I later developed digestive health issues. So then I finally sought, um, a holistic nutritionist and that led my way into finding what works for my body. Mm -hmm. And that had a lot to do with, um, you know, getting those, that healthy gut bacteria back in. And also I, um, learned that my body really did not love gluten and wheat. So I have been gluten-free, um, since about 2012, 2013, um, for the most part. And it's not that I have an allergy. It is just that it makes, um, I feel like within <laughs> what's crazy is I was having terrible symptoms. I was afraid to leave my house. I was afraid to take the train because, um, and I was not an anxious person, but having IBS, if you've ever experienced any type of digestive health issues, mm -hmm. you will develop anxiety because you want to know where the nearest bathroom is. I'm like, not to, I mean, you can look back on it now and I like, I can laugh about it, but at the time you're like, this is not funny, especially if you're a performer going on stage, not knowing if you're going to make it through the entire piece. So I was like, this is no way to live. And that's really where I like, I was like, okay, I need to take action and like something needs to change. And really it was my diet that had to change. Um, and so, yeah, gluten-free is, uh, how I've been and how I function. And I've, you know, learned to incorporate different types of food in, into my diet that have helped me along the way. Um, and just really, you know, taking care of mind, body, and spirit, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I can relate to so many things you said too. Like, I know how it is. It's really about finding what works for you. And it is overcoming that inner stuff. Um, like, I know, you know, when I was suffering from an eating disorder, it was the same thing. It was like, what was really going on in my life that I was using like food as this, like, experience to either like numb out or control. And it's just so like, incredible when you reach the other side, and you're like, Oh, my God, like, you know, as abusing my body, I need my body to function. I have to take care of my body. I have to figure out what works for me, what doesn't. So I think it's so wonderful that you, you've clearly like come out on the other side and you've developed so much self-awareness, which you can share with others, right? Absolutely. And like, you know, everyone's story is unique. Um, and you know, what might work for one person might not work for another, but mm -hmm. if in 
any way, shape, or form something that I say or Rachel says like resonates with you and you try it out and it works for you, then that's a beautiful thing. And Mm -hmm. that we were able to just help share one little thing that might have helped us along the way. Um, So yeah, that's what this is all about. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And I think what's really interesting is like, you know, we are a collective. I think like, like when you get into spirituality, it talks about how like we are all one and we're all so whatever you're going through, like somebody may also be going through at the same time. Um, so that's what I've noticed just from like, you know, studying spirituality. It, it says that a lot that, you know, like we're all kind of connected in some way. So when you meet somebody or you hear a podcast that like resonates with you, it's for a reason. Absolutely. I find it so interesting when you're just, you know, reaching out to someone, even on social media, and all of a sudden you just feel that instant connection to someone. Mm -hmm. And guys listening, like uh, ladies and gentlemen listening, I should say, um, Rachel and I have known each other like for quite some time, but we also reconnected, um, you know, a couple of years back and then to find that connection again. But you know, our energies, we just have that similar energy. And when you find someone out there that has that, it's just like, it's such a, a special connection to hold on to. Yeah. And I will say, because like, you know, we're both involved with like dance and fitness. There's something about like dance and fitness. It just makes you happy. Like, and I, I would love to just talk about that a little bit. Cause I feel like there's something to say about like people who, you know, work out, they're usually like pretty like positive. It's a great way to like gain your energy back. And I think, you know, I just want to shine some light on that too. Cause it's like, you know, if you're not feeling good, there's probably a reason, like maybe you're not connecting to your joy or the things that light you up and, and dance has been known to like do that for people. So what do you think about that? Do you think like dance is really like, important to you staying happy absolutely like there is no better feeling than when you dance and it's so primal to everyone right Mm -hmm. before there was actual verbal language people moved their bodies they danced it was a way to connect and communicate with others so dance is just an original form of Mm self-expression so you immediately feel that you can just put on one of your favorite songs and just start grooving to it and immediately you can switch your head from thinking okay this is a bad day into okay even just for like those four minutes of that song like i can just be in my element and feel great um and yeah for me um I was a shy kid. I know it's surprising now, right? I was a shy kid growing up. And for me, dance was a way for me to express myself. And especially, you know, if I was going through a tough time on those days that are rough, dancing is what made me feel the best. Um, And I can speak on behalf of teaching all ages from age two, two and a half to about like 82 in the realm of dance movement and fitness um just to see people's faces from the time they walk into a class to the time that they end class it's just wonderful and so fulfilling as an instructor to see that or to see the progression of maybe like clients that you might see weekly but to see and to hear them saying i feel better oh my gosh my hips have more range of motion i can feel that 
wow, my shoulders are not as tense. I'm standing up stronger. I can make it up the stairs like without feeling out of breath. Like these are the things that we take for granted. <laughs> um, but it's so important just no matter what, keep your body moving. Yeah. Yeah, I think you nailed it with like some really good um, things to say. I love that, you know, you connected it to like, you you have to be in your body. Like, I I hate how, you know, society like detaches like the body and the mind. And they're so integrated. Like when you move your body, you do feel better because you have to connect the two. And I think with like people's jobs and, and culture in general, people are so in their head all the time that they are disconnected from their body. And they don't realize that when they're not taking care of their body, like their, their mental health can suffer too. Absolutely. I think that's one of the most important things to find is like, getting you out of that um, monotony of, you know, just sitting at a computer or sitting in a cubicle or wherever you are working all day. Like right now, a lot of people are home. And for me, I, I've been working a lot on my computer, even if I'm moving as I'm teaching through Zoom, but it's a lot for your eyes. It's a lot to, to just focus. And for me, the biggest thing during this crazy time was just to get outside and take a walk around in nature. And that's moving your body too, right? It was getting up from sitting hours at a computer, getting your eyes away from the screen and just taking in some fresh air and just walking and getting the blood circulating again. Yeah, I agree. I feel like nature is like so therapeutic and I love the things that bring you back to your natural state. So whether it's like being outside in nature or if it's moving, like these things are just, like you said, they're so primal. Like we forget how like humans have spent like so many years, like doing things that are very natural, being outside, moving a lot. Like we didn't have all of these things years ago. So it's like, you know, while we're adapting, we still have to remember like our natural state, which is that. And I also think, you know, just from like observing like kids, I love how they're so in their natural state because like they like to play and they like to move and they like to be around people. And it's just good to take these notes and and integrate them into our lives because I feel like some people have just strayed so far away from that, in my opinion. 100%. It's funny that you mentioned the whole play factor. I just finished reading a book about uh, a month ago or so, and it's called Play. And it literally talks about how, you know, it's so innate to us as we're growing up play. Like, it's just what we do. And then Mm -hmm. gradually we learn rules and like expectations and way to behave and we forget how to play, but it's something that's primal in all of us and just like taking it back to animals and what happens in nature and just like our natural instinct. And um, just the other week I was on a very mini vacation with my family and we were at the beach and my nieces and nephew were uh, playing in the sand and I was like, I want to play in the sand too. And it's just like, it just makes you happy and it takes you back to your childhood memories and just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. and getting back to your your natural instincts and yeah. really just like finding that pure joy. Yeah, and that's that's like a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted people to connect with that. I I 
do find that so many people are just so disconnected from their natural state, which is being joyful, being present. You know, these things are so natural. Like mindfulness is a term now, but mindfulness is really like our natural state. We don't, it's so crazy that we have to practice mindfulness because we're so disconnected to our true nature. Yeah. We're always go, 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 go. And it's just like to take that moment to stop and reflect and just like be in the moment and be present. It it takes some concentration concentration now because we glorify the busy and overworked. So it's just like taking a step back. Yeah, definitely. I I feel that for sure. And like, I'm one to preach, but like, I, I have to practice these things too. It's like, <laughs> I'm constantly reminding myself like, okay, I gotta go take a walk because I'm literally like losing my mind. And I, I notice how I feel when I'm doing like too much work on the computer. And I think that's really key is like we said, like having a self-awareness level that you know you're not feeling good or that you need to shift something. I, I really think that's key to changing in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing your body and what it needs. Um, yeah. There was a couple of times during, you know, the past few months where I was like, I just need some like guided meditation right now. I need to focus on breathing, mm-hmm. uh, like knowing when I needed to take breaks as well. Um, like what I need to do for myself. Yeah, that's huge. I, I really think that's a strong message that people need to hear is like, you have to take care of yourself because like you're your best asset. Like you, you are everything. So if you're not taking care of yourself and you're burning out mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, like take the time to take care of yourself for sure. Yep. We only got one body. Treat it right. Treat it with what it deserves. Yeah. What's your favorite, um, like self-care practice since we're talking about self-care, do you have like a, a go-to like besides getting outside in nature? Is there something else that you really like? Um, for me, it has to do with having a morning routine for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's helped honestly keep me sane through these crazy times is just having a morning routine. Um, so for me, what that looks like, is waking up and starting my day with movement um so you know it could be yoga it could be a program that i'm doing right now whatever it is but it's a way just to like focus on me for those first few things so like i'm not going to respond to emails first thing when i wake up i'm not going to respond to texts or like you know i'm going to focus on myself and my dog because he needs to go out right um but starting my day with movement starting it with positive affirmations like looking at goals and just setting the tone for the day and for me like you know no matter how chaotic the rest of the day may be it's at least i got that morning time for myself and like started the day right um you know it could be listening to podcasts while I'm commuting or in the car, just something to focus on mindset, to focus on positivity, um, really get my headspace right so that, yeah, okay, things happen throughout the day and you can't necessarily control all of that, but control your emotions and how you wake up first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's great advice. I love that so much. (laughs) 
Um, so what do you think um, keeps you grounded? Do you have like anything that really helps you connect with yourself when things are a little bit crazy? Like we talked about, you know, obviously things happen that you can't control. So um, not only having a self-care practice, but just getting back to you. Is it dance? Is it family? Like what, what keeps you the most grounded? Yeah, I, I would say dance. Um, you know, when there's a rough time, sometimes I can just hear a song um, or find something on YouTube um, and listen to it. And just kind of closing my eyes and just like feeling how the music moves me mm-hmm. and almost just improvising um, and just being, you know, alone in my room and just kind of feeling myself and just like, going through, you know, the emotions and just being in my body. And movement is what makes me feel most like me. And I say all the time, like movement is medicine and it's my medicine and that's what makes me feel good. Yeah, I agree. I also think um, like being creative is our natural state. And like when you remove yourself from like some type of creative outlet, like that stuff just boils up. Like, so not only is it important to like have, you know, a good self-care routine, but also like find something that you really love to do that helps you be creative. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think just like you, Rachel, we have our minds going all the time, like, oh, like this idea is really great. Oh my gosh, I really want to do this. I want to try that. And it's like keeping this list of things for when you're going through a time that might be rough or something that you're like, I need something new and exciting in my life to have that in your pocket and be like, I can reach for that at any time. Like, oh, I really want to go like rock climbing. Let's, let's do that. Um, you know, or like, let's start this new mom and daughter class, just having different ideas to keep you fresh, to keep you energized and like excited for what's going to happen next. Yeah, for sure. It's so important to have like things that keep you motivated. I love that. (laughs) Um, so I guess if you had one tip to give your younger self, what would it be? And like, would you choose to give it? Cause I feel like, you know, sometimes we learn a lot from our experiences, but sometimes we also just wish we could tell our younger selves like one thing. Do you have something you tell yourself? Um, so like you said, there's nothing that I regret because I think from each experience, there's something to learn and that's what makes you grow and makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, If I was to tell myself during a time that I was down or depressed or like just not in a great place, I would just tell myself like things are going to get better and just keep looking up because you will find your way out of this. So just just a message of hope, really. Um, You know, things really aren't that bad. And something that my mom always told me growing up is like things could always be worse. Like just when you think you have it bad know that there's there's people out there that have it worse than you so like don't think like this is the worst um you know and it's hard because at that moment in time you can think like this is the worst thing that could be happening right now um but to just be hopeful and know that you're gonna make your way through it yeah i agree with you things always get better and i think just having it some type of appreciation for what you do have helps Mm -hmm. you shift your state too like 
you know, if you're having a bad day, but you, you sit down and you think about the good things that you have, it really does make a difference. I don't think gratitude is just a mushy thing. Like I, I constantly like to stay grateful too. I agree with that. Absolutely. Gratitude will carry you far. Like just those little things in life, like they can be the most. (laughs) Yeah. I love how like all the things you said, like really, um, you know, bring it back to like being a positive person is like work. Like I feel like a lot of people who think like, oh, you have so much energy or like, oh, you're so positive that you just have it. But like, it's work. It is work to do like the stuff with your mindset and, and obviously to have a morning routine, like you don't just wake up and, and, you know, life is amazing. Like obviously it is, but like you work on it. Yeah. I can tell you just like the past two days, I'm like, I'm exhausted right now, but I, you know, I have a constant routine. I wake up, you know, around seven and by seven 30, I am making sure I'm moving my body and I have people that I, I do it with. So it's like, okay, And as soon, it's funny because you can be exhausted as heck. And as soon as you start moving, you're like, wow, I feel more energized. And just to bring us back, like you're saying, moving your body makes you feel good. And it also brings you more energy. So just when you think like, how can I possibly move my body? I am exhausted right now. And you're like, wait, it can give you that little burst of energy that you needed. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I think a lot of successful people have structure in their days and have some type of routine. And even if you're an entrepreneur, just having some support is helpful. I think that's really a good take home for people too, is like, Hey, you don't have to do everything alone. Like you're very entrepreneurial, but you have a support system and you have people that keep you accountable. Absolutely. And that makes all the difference because one thing that I've learned is like, you will do things more for other people than you will for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a crappy thing to say, but it's also very true because you don't want to disappoint other people. But a lot of times you're okay with disappointing yourself, which is sad, but just again, growing and learning about yourself and knowing your worth and staying positive. Like, that in tune, you'll be like, no, I have to do this for me now. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things I would have told my younger self, like, like believe in myself more. I feel like it's so hard for me to see like young people who struggle with confidence and even as an adult, sometimes like I question my words. And I think that's so sad. Like there's just so many people that don't realize like, you know, they're awesome and, and they struggle with confidence. And so, you know, it's sad that like, sometimes we need other people to like, tell us like, Oh, you're doing a good job. Like we should be congratulating ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And it's something that you should have consistently throughout your life, because sometimes we just need that little reminder, that little boost, like you're doing okay. Like you're doing more than okay. You're doing great. Like just keep on going on that path. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also like, um, you know, I've caught myself with like perfectionist, like tendencies in the past. So like now I'm very like go with the flow, but I think I have to get over that a little bit. Cause I always like wanted to perform and like wanted to like do a good job, but like, I think we're all just doing the best we can. And so I also just want to like say to whoever's listening, like, it's okay. Like you're doing great as you are. Right. And like you said, everything is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah. I think you have like such a contagious energy. I've told you this before. (laughs) Um, And obviously, because you do the work, but it just goes to show like, if you invest in yourself, it, it really like can transform your entire life. Um, are you doing any like groups? Like what are you doing now with your health coaching? And, um, I know you just launched an e-cookbook. So do you want to tell everybody about what you're doing? Sure. (laughs) Um, so yes, through my gluten-free foodie adventure and my digestive health, I, you know, looked a lot and learned a lot about like alternatives and, um, just, I, just love nutrition and finding new recipes and cooking them. And so my e-cookbook that I made, so it you it's in a PDF file. And what's great is that there's all different sections. There's even a meal planner at the end. So if you want to pick out some of your favorite recipes from like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, sides, desserts, um, and like choose different recipes to try throughout the week, you can plan them out. And then there's a little shopping list too that you can write down, okay, what things do I need? Um, But it's just a great way because people have always been asking me like, uh, Lara, like, you know, what's your favorite recipe or what can I make for dessert that's gluten-free? I have a gluten-free coming, a gluten-free friend coming over tomorrow. Like, what can I make? And a lot of my recipes, like, they're not gourmet. They're not complicated. I like, you know, not a lot of ingredients, but something simple, something that's still tasty. And just to let people know that, like, healthy food can taste good. Um, so it doesn't have to be bland. It doesn't have to be boring, but you also don't have to overcomplicate things and have 50 different ingredients and like have all these gourmet cooking techniques. Like it can be simple and tasty and you can, you know, share these recipes with anyone. Um, so I do have that, that I launched, um, in July And so you can find that I have the website is on my Instagram. So my Instagram is laralove5678. Uh, That's my handle. And I have the um, Google site there where you can purchase your copy. Um, And then right now I have, so I have ongoing groups for fitness and accountability. So, um, you know, you can always message me and see what I have going on. There's usually something going on right now. I have a little variety week to try out different types of workouts. Um, and I have a daily 7.30 a.m. crew, which is why I wake my butt up <laughs> and get going. And that I just hold on Zoom. Um, I was teaching some live classes, but due to my current schedule, I'm taking a little break from teaching extra classes right now because my schedule is pretty jam-packed, but I will still be there at 7.30 every morning if you want to get a workout done with me. (laughs) What type of workout is that? Is it dance or is it uh, like a bodyweight workout? At 7.30? Mm -hmm. So um, I let people pick and choose from like my little library of workouts that are with different trainers. So it could be anything really from like strength training to hit to cardio to yoga to, you know, total body. So it's, it's pick and choose. Um, and I'll send people, uh, workouts to do, but I was teaching some insanity. I was teaching some size dance fitness. Um, but I'm just like holding off on that right now. I did it all through March till like last week was my last week of classes. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, I haven't taught a live class since March, 
because of COVID and everything. And like now the gyms are like just getting back to opening at like mm-hmm. 25%. So yeah, I also think, you know, virtual has its pros and cons. Like it's nice that it's so accessible and it's nice to be able to reach so many people. But obviously like that, that connection of being in person is really nice. But I think technology is really awesome that you can do that and support people. Yeah. I mean, like you said, pros and cons, both you and I as fitness instructors, we crave that live energy. Mm -hmm. Um, As a dance instructor, yes. Like I want to be in person, of course, but you know, there's some things that are preventing us from that. Um, I just started back in person classes for some dance teaching, um, you know, but it's, it's a different time. We have masks, we have sanitation procedures, we haven't, you know, no contact with anyone, um, physical contact. So it's a really different time, but it's also a learning process. Um, I do love the fact that access that we have, (laughs) sorry, for all of us to, um, have via our internet and computers, because I was able to take some dance classes from instructors that are halfway across the world Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have otherwise besides this time. So it's opened a lot of creative um, outlets and doors for people. Um, And it's made me learn a lot about myself and teaching in the process and um, also as a learner. So I'm grateful for this time. So even though it can be sucky and you can look at the downside of things, you also have to look at what we're grateful for again, um, taking us back to that. what did we learn from this experience? What are we taking away from it? Yeah, I think that's honestly the best thing to help people focus on when it comes to COVID. And I love when people talk about it too, because they're like, okay, well, did you slow down? Like, were you able to eat with your family? Like those things are always nice to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just having that greater appreciation for what you do have. Yeah. I loved having you on. I think you're amazing. I hope everybody checks out your cookbook. I know your recipes are legit. I see your Instagram posts and I love them all. So I hope you guys check that out. I'll uh, definitely link it in the show notes. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.